Hey, it's Cody. And Matt. And thanks for joining us for another episode of The The Coma Coma Cast. Cast. Matt, we're going to be diving into all things involving the LGBT community, including our own lives. And don't forget our cats. We don't want to forget them. The Coma Cast starts now. Podcasting from the Lone Star State in Southern California, you're listening to The Coma Podcast with Cody and Matt. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Coma Cast. It is June 15th, 2021, and we thank you for joining us for another episode here. Today, we're going to be talking about some big news in California concerning the coronavirus. We're also going to be talking about uh, Vice President Kamala Harris making history in some way as far as pride goes. Also, big, big news for people who donate blood, gay people especially, uh, not here in the United States, but something that is really good. We'll be talking about that coming up. But Matt, how was your weekend? How is things going? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're going. They're good. No, they're good. Um, it was a good weekend. I just um, so I've been waiting neurotically for reviews to start coming in because that's the only way for my book to be shared. So. Um, well, you got a you you've gotten a review. I've gotten a review. <laughs> <laughs> from your husband so if everybody thinks that david just writes fluffy things when he <laughs> that is not what happens that is why david is a great beta reader because he does give honest feedback because we're both fairly detached people and not really capable of being all like oh everything's wonderful and sunshine it was <laughs> i mean so I, I like it he gave you five stars that's good yeah and he said, interesting ideas, and then went on. That was the title, interesting ideas, and then went on. Like the whole magic ideas and the character development. I would have liked a bit more gay in the book, but that's personal preference. The paragraphs need to be shorter, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was like... <laughs> I love it because it's like he did look at this book beforehand. But everybody, look, it's here. Oh, it you came. Have, you have your copy. I it's don't even actual. have actual. I have not seen this book yet in person. <laughs> I have not started reading it yet. I hope to start reading it soon. It's not ordered. It's not very long. So like, I feel like I can do it. I feel like it's not like. Yeah, I did. Not it's not write. like Ben Hur or something. Oh, God. I intended each book to be like 10 or 15 percent longer than the one prior in order to like tie up storylines and give more space. Um, I, I was very much against the idea of having like two or three main people and only hearing it from their perspective from the entire time. Because in books like that, it's like even when you really love a protagonist, you're just like, holy shit, can I hear from somebody else? Like, mm hmm. You know, a lot of times I have found, I personally, when I read books, a lot of times I have found the supporting characters or characters that may even be important to the story, but you tend not to hear a direct thought from them or a focus on them for longer than a few minutes at a time to kind of see like what's going on in the story from their part of the world in it. And like, what are they doing? And I think one, it breaks it up a little bit. And two, it kind of gives a way to like write about something different because I don't know, like I read Lord of the Rings and I thought Frodo was the worst main character ever. I, I just can't stand Frodo. I get the point of him, but him as some like beacon of bravery. I, oh, gosh, <laughs> he's so frustrating. And then um, 
I did not read The Hobbit. I just saw all three movies because, which is crazy because the book was, I think, like 50 pages or something. It was like some oh, wow. like okay. ridiculously short. The Hobbit <laughs> was not was not a full length book, I don't believe. I know this may be shocking, but I've never read the books clearly. And um, I've never seen the movies. I've only seen the first Lord of the Rings and I've never seen anything else. You've never seen any of the Hobbit movies, any Lord of the Rings. Okay. Well, the Hobbit movies were three movies and uh, uh, Bilbo, Frodo Baggins, I think it was his uncle. Bilbo was his uncle. It's been a long time since I sat and watched all these movies and like, really thought about this um but he's just as irritating to me <laughs> see <laughs> like, i like just irritating like in I, harry potter harry potter <laughs> himself is a mediocre heroine i mean he gets into his own story but a lot of times uh it's the supporting characters that have all these rich interesting backstories that you're like oh i wonder about them you know like so yeah. that was kind of that's kind of what was happening in my head while i was writing this i'm like like I, if you can answer one question, one one thing I will say is that like, there's scenes where it's like you know you say oh they're they're riding across the countryside you know well why wouldn't you want to spend time talking about what they were doing well one of the characters is 19 years old have you ever spent time with a 19 year old would you want to sit and talk to them on all, while they're riding on horseback for three days no <laughs> I remember being 19 I didn't even want to spend three days with me then. Why would I want to spend three days worth of dialogue talking to a 19 year old in my own story? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the only reason I did, by the way, watch Lord of the Rings um, is because Elijah Wood. I love Elijah Wood. Oh. He's just I'm like, <laughs> he's so perfect and he's short like me. So it's like, uh, I, I say he's short. Basically, every guy in Hollywood, except like a handful, are basically short like tom cruise short everybody's just short i think it surprises people but anyway uh matt's book we'll put the link to the amazon page in the show notes uh so you can look at the show notes on um whatever podcast app you're looking for um i know for sure it will be there on apple podcast so just look at the description and you will see the link he's gonna actually review this apparently he told me me i'm gonna review it i'm gonna review it we'll see it's gonna be gabe too i was like i just want to say that cody told me he was gonna read my book and he also said that he he promised he'd read it he goes "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh i was gonna say what is his response to that um he was like we'll see about the i can tell you um it was the other day he always anything that we do like uh when before we started going out in public like him and his grandparents made a bet was i gonna go out i think he won money that time and then there was another time oh i need to make a I need to um, make a uh, an appointment to get my California driver's license, and I've yet to do that. And so him and his grandparents have a bet on that as well. Uh, they think I am going to do it. He doesn't think I'm going to do it, so he keeps racking up some money each week that he visits. Um, <laughs> I'm going to eventually do it. I, I have to do it soon um, um, because things are happening. Uh, I said, Cody has promised to read my book. And then I laughed. So I was texting to say it to you. So we have an official record. He goes, ha ha. Uh oh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. I was smart. Uh, I did not bet money. <laughs> it's going to be my very first book review ever that I've done on video or in general. So we'll see. I've done movies, TV shows, but not a book. So we'll see. We'll see. 
but I'm doing it. It's going to happen soon, hopefully like in the next week or two. Um, one thing that I am excited though, Matt, is uh, things are happening. Things are opening up. We've been talking about it a lot uh, on this podcast in recent months. We've both me and you got the vaccine as soon as possible, telling other people to get the vaccine. Hopefully everybody who's listening has gotten the vaccine. If you haven't, go get the vaccine. Um, I'm hopeful that all of our listeners are of the same mindset as us and they've done that. But things are opening up and that's exciting because here in California today, officially, if you have had the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Uh, we're starting to roll back uh, all of the uh, executive orders the governor did. Uh, he, he was talking about the other day. There's about 58 COVID orders are going to start rolling back. It's going to take some time. Some of them are slowly going to be doing it. But by September, I think he said most everything um, will be rolled back. But today, the biggest thing is if you have had the vaccine, no mask and social distancing um, space is also uh, basically eliminated. Although <laughs> people have not been following that role in general. But as far as theme parks, they have been so. Um, all of that is happening. I'm excited for certain things like the zoo, especially. They really do a lot of good work. And I know that they've struggled over the past year just because they have not been open some of that. And, right. So people you know, can't come in, which is park attendance money. And I was you actually know, looking at the San Antonio Zoo hours yesterday because I really want to go. Mm -hmm. But I thought we were going to be recording on one of the days that I wanted to go. So I was like, oh, we won't go. And then we ended up not recording just by like... <laughs> Just not, which I think having a day or two off in a row is a really good idea because we haven't had time off. Like we haven't had actual time. We have not taken more than a few days here and there, which is usually between recording days and actually said, OK, we are not doing podcast stuff for like this many days. We have not done that in six, six months. I know it's just been go, go, go. Um, which has been good. But, like yeah. you know, it's. Uh, I'm I'm excited for things like zoos as well. Like one of the reasons I did on Clint's podcast, like an ideal road trip, because it's a car podcast and mm -hmm. one car. And one of my stops was intentionally San Diego for the San Diego Zoo. Um, well, I, I wanted I, to see it. Yeah, I've mentioned it before. It's like one of my favorite. I've been to multiple zoos. Pretty much anywhere I go visit, I'll go to a zoo and check it out. But the San Diego Zoo is like a is an amazing zoo. It's San Diego Zoo Global, and it's really a global institute. And they really work with uh, countries like in Africa with the rhinos and uh, animals that are extinct. They have like one of the only or one of the largest frozen zoos where they keep embryos and sperm from various animals. Um, you know, just to have that for future proofing, you know, because we're destroying the world, but they do a lot of stuff like that. And I think people don't realize it is expensive to feed animals. And so like they've been closed, but they still got to take care of the animals. So, um, I'm glad that places that like that specifically are going to be able to have more people start visiting. Um, and I think it's just an exciting thing. I think people, I do think people should realize that, uh, COVID is not gone. For the most of the world, it is still killing thousands and thousands every day. And it's very, very deadly throughout the world. We are very lucky, thankfully. Um, and the vaccines are working. It's proof that the vaccines are working. Um, I mean, the one thing uh, in San Diego, I think we are, they are 85% of the way to where um, 
the county wants to be um, as far as herd immunity. So we're 85% there. I think we are like 75% of like 18 and older has been vaccinated. Um, and so it's the 85% to the goal because now we've started including the 12 year olds. So that adds more people, but I'm excited that we're, we're doing so well here in San Diego, but today, no mask. We'll see if I go out without a mask. The other day um, we I've went wearing, I think our mask orders are up. You don't have to wear them, but like most of the staff in stores are still wearing them. Mm -hmm. And, um, Dave and I have just been carrying ours because honestly, it's been really nice. Like not um, having to. Because, I mean, the other thing is people getting colds and the flu. Yes. And other things. I mean, there are other things out there that we all just sort of live with. And people love to say that, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and nothing's ever that big of a deal until you're hunched over a toilet vomiting. Right. You know, like, and um, I've had minimal sinus issues. And, oh, my gosh. Like, yeah, I think overall, everyone should just... Like, Health-wise, I've had a much better year. Year, everyone <laughs> yeah. should just look at those flu numbers. They were basically non-existent, and it's because of masks. Um, so, like the past few weeks, Justin has been in Texas, and um, so he he's back now. And we were talking about that. He was obviously in Texas, where how is the mask situation going to be? And he basically said, um, people, you would think probably that are normal income, moderate income, low income, most all of them were wearing masks. It was the people who were like rich or wealthy that were the ones complaining about wearing masks or totally just not wearing masks. I was like, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense, you know, but I'm excited. Um, we'll see. The other day I walked out, we were walking into Target and I just didn't put my mask on. I just was totally in a different world. I was like, oh, I'm a day, I'm a day too soon, but I'll probably still wear my mask because I, I just will probably for a while. I just like not worrying about it. I mean, I can't remember. I mean, I don't remember when I take. So when I get to the gym, I wear my mask to the gym. But when I get to um, I used to wear my mask the entire time. Now I don't like so like when I got to the elliptical last night, I took my mask off. Mm -hmm. And but I stay, but I mean I stay at my equipment, and I I've always wiped down my machines and stuff. Um, even if I forget to do it first, I always do it after because it's kind of inevitable. And I'm gross. I'm going to get gross. So you're just trying to minimize the gross. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course driving home, you're like trying not to touch anything because you're like oh, I'm disgusting. <laughs> and then come home and you know try to clean up and move on. But that's not the only difference is I I take my mask off. Um, I just wear it when I'm walking around the gym and, you know, mm -hmm. obviously I go to the bathroom and stuff, which I'll be honest, our gym got a remodel mm, maybe a few months before the pandemic started. And I don't know if it's like the new roof or the new ceiling inside. It's a planet fitness, but it smells so bad. Not like foul, but like construction materials. Yeah. Like fresh. It smells like that fresh glue and ceiling stuff and mm -hmm. like all of that. And it's very overwhelming. But when you wear a mask, you can't smell it as much. So the first six months back to the gym with a mask, I could, when I took it off to like drink my water or something, I couldn't wait to put it back on because <laughs> it was so, um, I actually quit going to the gym for three months after they did the remodel because it was just so overpowering and masks weren't even, oh, it didn't even yeah. face mask because I would look so weird. Yeah. You know? I'm, 
I'm definitely going to be wearing a face mask on and off in the future, regardless, just because cold season, flu season, when I'm in with uh, groups of lots of people, um, like if I go to Disney, when I'm in line, I'll probably just always wear a mask from going forward. Um, when I'm walking around, I probably won't, but you know, just being smart about things. Uh, it, what, speaking of smelling things, like when it's, when I've had my mask on, it's hard. Like when I'm like, go like to, uh, smell like candles or go to lush and want to like smell certain things. I can't. I can't. <laughs> it's so difficult. Um, but one of the exciting homophobic, <laughs> right? right? Uh, and yeah, speaking, and yeah, oh, pride. Yeah, speaking of pride, so we talked about you mentioned VP Harris earlier. So VP Harris and the second second gentleman joined the Pride Walk to rally at Freedom Plaza to the shock of onlookers who then burst into cheers Saturday afternoon. Vice President Kamala Harris and her husband, the second gentleman, Douglas Emhoff, Emhoff, sorry, joined in walking with the Pride Marchers donned in Pride t-shirts. Harris said, we still have much to do. We celebrate all the accomplishments. Finally, marriage is the law of the land, and we need to make sure that our transgender community are all protected. Kamala Harris is first sitting vice president to march in a Pride event. So I, it's pretty neat. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good photo op and I get the idea with <laughs> optics and all that, but like, let's keep, I mean, yeah, you know. it, it's definitely a big thing. It shows image, not only here in America, but across the world, um, people taking a stand and making a moment. Uh, I think when you look at any of these things, it's a photo op, these corporations doing things, it's for money, but there's positive gains to it. You can always look at an issue and say, okay, yeah, that's only for this or this. But um, I do believe that she believes these things and uh, wants right. everyone to be equal. Um, right. I don't think she's like sitting in the back of her office like, oh, the most. <laughs> like, I mean, remember her jacket that she wore when she was uh, running for president um, in San Francisco. She did a pride two years ago, I think. And it was like this beautiful like jean jacket with like bejeweled rainbow all over it. I want that jacket. I want that <laughs> I'm jacket. Sure, I'm sure you can get it, Cody. <laughs> but I, I loved it that they they joined out there. And um, again, I, I think to see people like that in power doing that, young people, people our age seeing that. Yeah, I, I feel like people our age can at times be cynical about things, but you got to look at it at face value. They are trying to do things that are positive just think uh you would not see mike pence uh doing doing that no. so no <laughs> he would be scared he's like mother mother help me Ugh, i'm sick of this. i don't even i still can't believe that he called her mother that's just weird um let's get to some headlines the community that calls everybody daddy okay well <laughs> Yeah, it's his wife. I don't know. It's weird. Like, do you call? Do you call David? Do you like go, Daddy? Daddy? No, of course not, because it's fucking weird. But my point is, like, like (laughs) I've told Matt, despise the man. I I totally despise them. I think they're awful people. I truly. I told Matt. People. I told Matt um, when we're hanging out and visiting, while we're in public, while we're in public, I'm gonna be like, Daddy. Can I have some ice cream? Oh, anyway, if you're doing stuff like that, <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always scare Gabe or freak Gabe out because I'm like, when we're at Disney or something, I'm like, I'm just gonna like get on my knees and pretend I'm proposing <laughs> because it's just so funny because everyone's gonna stare and look and people will take pictures and I, I always like doing things like that. I've never done it because like I know he would get really embarrassed about it, but I'm always tempted to do things like that. 
like my my friend from Orlando, we would have done something like that because we both would have just been like, oh, this is going to be amazing and we'll get fun pictures. <laughs> um, let's get to some headlines real quick. Uh, the Walmart heirs are standing up to the Arkansas anti-trans legislators with a $1 million donation to LGBTQ groups. The Waltons felt they, quote, must send a message of acceptance to the LGBTQ community that says you belong here. Uh, this is, of course, after Arkansas passed an egregious anti-trans bill. But what's not great is they did give $150,000 to Mitch McConnell and other GOP senators who are actively blocking the Equality Act from becoming law. So we talked about this with corporations. It's always a back and forth. So yay to the $1 million, but hold them to the fire for that other money. Right. And sometimes you just have to shake your head at the things conservative right comes up with. So an evangelical preacher claiming Joe Biden is recruiting lesbians for the demonic military. Gordon Klingenschmidt said that Biden's plan is to let the lesbian soldiers, quotes, take over the military so the Antichrist can rise and take over the world. <laughs> I had to put that in because I was just... <laughs> hold, on, hold on, I have a thought here. Like, okay. So, but Biden became president. So isn't that part of God's plan? Yes, it, it would be. Yes. yes. I loved it. So God's plan was thwarted by a voting machine. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But anyway. I love that the uh, the lesbians are a demonic, the lesbians. demonic matilla. Oh, can you even it. speak? A demonic military. <laughs> uh, Florida state officials are blocking cities from lighting local bridges in rainbow colors for pride. The Florida Department of Transportation's bridge lighting policy stipulates that the department can refuse requests it deems offensive. And there was a bridge that was lit up and then they were told they cannot do that. <laughs> Tammy Hurt becomes the first openly LGBTQ person on the Recording Academy's Board of Trustees. She was elected to serve as the vice president. So for the first time ever, the Recording Academy's president and board of trustees has no white men on it. What? Yay. <laughs> Finally. I uh, get a lot of that. It's like, well, but you're a white man. I'm like, yeah, but when everything is always the same, it's like, do it. It's too vanilla. Right. Like, do y'all do everything the same? Come on. Like, why? There are other people in the world. Yeah, I, uh, they've been really big about doing that. In the last two or three years, they've made a point about it. And now we see that it's coming to fruition, that those policies that they put in place to try to try to do something is now working out because no white men are on it. And I applaud that. Yay, yay, yay. Um, coming up next, we're going to be talking about something that affects anybody, uh, all gay men. Um, when they're trying to give blood, they can't, but... If you are overseas, you may start being able to give blood in a new historic rule change that occurred. We'll be talking about that coming up next. And we are back. And today, again, we're talking about a historic rule change to giving blood. Now, Matt, if me and you were to want to give blood, technically speaking, <laughs> we would not be able to. <laughs> Although I do know many people who still give blood and they just do not answer questions truthfully. But um, the overseas, there's a new eligibility criteria. It means donors are no longer going to be asked if they are a man who had sex with another man. Now, instead, uh, an individual who attends attends to give blood, uh, regardless of gender, is going to be asked if they've had sex 
and if so, about recent sexual behavior. Uh, now, anyone who has had the same sexual partner for the last three months is going to be eligible to donate, meaning more gay and bisexual men are going to be able to donate blood, platelets, and plasma. Well, of course, as we know, keeping blood just safe. Now, the changes are going to come into effect. Now, these are the places, England, Scotland, and Wales. So in England, Scotland, and Wales, gay men can now give blood if they're in a committed relationship. So it seems, regardless, if you are not in a committed relationship for three months, straight, gay, anything, you won't be able to give blood. If you've been in a committed relationship for three months, you can't give blood. Um, so I think this is a big step forward. Obviously not here in America. There was some steps forward a few years back, but we're still we're still in this uh caught in this thing that like we don't keep blood safe because gay people have AIDS situation. Yeah, the the complete lack of education and understanding. Um so hopefully with uh, people doing this overseas and, you know, hopefully with our FDA, CDC here in America, that they'll, over the Biden administration, maybe look into continuing to change and evolve rules as far as blood donation. Because as we know, blood donation um, in America, many, many times there's shortages throughout the country and it's a very vital vital need um and when you're cutting off a whole group of people who would love to do it and would love to help out and they're told no you can't do it for arbitrary reasons uh it's very frustrating um i do know me uh me and justin and gabe have been talking recently um a little bit about blood donation but um i come to realize i don't know my blood type and they didn't know their blood type either. I don't know if that's somewhat normal or what, but um, I'm going to be getting a uh, little test and I can blood type my blood. Yeah, I try to have that done at my doctor and they don't do it anymore. So I basically have to order like the $10 blood typing test because I don't know my blood type. And it's funny, my niece, one of my nieces texted me a few months ago and asked me if I knew my blood type and I said no. And I was like, is everything okay? <laughs> you know, it was like, are you and my nephew okay? <laughs> like, what's going on? And uh, she said she was kind of polling family members to see like why she was the only one that knew hers and her son's who's for his, his blood type. I was like, well, I did try to find out. Um, and my parents, my mom might know, but I don't, she's never told me. Um, I think I asked, but I don't know if they made us, they just may not remember. I mean, it's not like I've been around. <laughs> you know like little information like that what she hasn't made a medical decision for me since i was nine or ten you know <laughs> yeah so it's like why would you remember something like that um but yeah i want to order it do um should we order it we'll do it on um we'll record <laughs> it. oh my gosh so like um i actually have a a, a blood kit not it's not a blood kit to blood type but they um sent some things out around San Diego or in California, basically. So you, you're going to do like a blood test drop on this paper. 
Um, and it's like a COVID thing. And so I guess to see if you've had COVID, if you've had vaccines, et cetera, et cetera. But they're doing this randomly throughout California. And I thought it was interesting. So I got this. I am going to get a gift card. They're going to give you like a $20, $25 gift card for doing this. So that's what I'm going to do it. But they they have the... I don't like getting needles in me and like you know it's like you have to like prick yourself and i'm like uh <laughs> so maybe i'll do that and the blood type thing at the same time maybe i'll do it on camera with you i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it just freaks me out i uh, like i i look at it because it has these like you know the little testers and I'm like, ah, I did it once. I did it once. This thing, you can get these at home test kits. And uh, I got it for some health issue. I don't know because I'm crazy. Matt knows this. And um, so I pricked my finger and you have to fill this vial up. This is the card and the blood typing is just on a card. This was a vial that I had to fill up with quite a bit of blood. And I had to prick my finger like four times to get enough blood. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to fill this up. This was a... I just spent money for no reason. I finally was able to fill it up, but like, oof, <laughs> like I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, I, that would, that'd be fun to do on camera. I guess I did eat watermelon and mustard on camera, so I guess I can prick myself. And yeah, I was like, yeah, you we, did. it is, um, like it is important or interesting, I guess, to know what your blood type is. Um, and also like when we were talking about COVID, there was a whole thing about COVID and certain people who had certain blood types may be affected more so than others. Um, and so it's just like an interesting thing to know. Um, right. Well, at this point, this is all the research on it is relatively new. So collecting as much data as possible to see if there are correlations and causations and what the links are, if there are any, you know, but, you know, first rule. Correlation does not necessarily equal causation, you know, so it just. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, again, uh, if you are in England, Scotland and Wales, we do have some listeners there. We do have a we few do. listeners there. We do. I have there. seen that. We have a couple. Um, so you can get blood okay. now. <laughs> and that's exciting. Um, but we'll leave it there for today. And we will see you back here on Thursday for another episode of the Comicast. Bye, everybody. So, hey, guys, we want to remind everyone um, that you can keep in touch with us on all of our social media channels, um, whether that is uh, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can do all of that at the Comacast. And we definitely love to interact and hear from all of our listeners. All of this is not possible without you guys. And if you don't mind rating our podcast on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcast uh, provider is, just leave a comment. It's greatly appreciated. And thank you for joining us. See you next time. Thank you.